Welcome to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast, where we discuss how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together. We are your hosts, Kenny King. And I'm William Marshall, and we want to encourage Christians to think through how our lives and our churches can be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to the latest episode of the Diversity and Fellowship podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about diversity in voting. This episode is going to drop on Election Day. And so why are we discussing voting as a diversity podcast, you might be asking? Yes. Why would we tackle this issue? Well, if you know anything about voting in America, you as Christians, um, white, ev- white evangelicals vote predominantly Republican. Yes. And black Christians vote predominantly Democratic. And right. this issue has a potential of separating believers. Um, sadly, but truthfully, um, it seems like uh, the the church reflects the culture as yes. far as um, kind of the political division that is amongst um, our nation at the time. So when you have those big differences amongst white evangelicals and black Christians, um, it could possibly become an issue regarding diversity and fellowship. So, so William, brother William, yes. Why do white evangelicals tend to vote Republican in large numbers? Right. Um, j- just for the record, probably at the beginning of this episode, I need to say I am not uh, necessarily an expert on politics. Okay. So I just probably need to go on record as saying that. Um, yes. So, but but here here here's my take on it, and and I guess I can speak to some degree. I mean, personally, uh, the reason the reason why. Uh, the Republican Party was appealing to me is because of pro-life. I mean, that that was, uh, for most of my life, right, I've been a, a one-issue voter, right? That, yes. That's all that mattered to me. That's um, it, an overstatement. There were other things that mattered. There were other things that were important. Nothing was as significant as pro-life. So the Republican Party kind of became the pro-life party. Um, we're we're going to support pro-life. We're going to, you know, whatever. And so... I think for me it was it was kind of easy. I'm I'm just going to vote for the pro-life um person because that that's that makes sense to me. I I think I I think I would say that that's a that's the reason why the vast majority of white evangelicals are going to are going to vote Republican. Yeah. Um now are there prob- possibly other issues and other motivations? I think yes. I mean I think you'd have to say yes. But I think if you're looking at kind of the you know, if you try to give one big reason, why is it that white evangelicals vote Republican? I think the answer would be pro-life. That yes. they are the party that has said we're going to we're going to fight we're going to fight to be pro-life. Um, the Democratic Party actually put in their platform that they're going to fight to be pro-choice, and so that was just kind of a deal breaker, right? Right. I'm just going to vote. I'm just going to vote for the Republican Party. Yes. Um, so that that would be my answer. What do you think? So so why do you think? Black Christians vote Democratic. Well, that that's a, a probably a longer conversation than I'm going to dive um, deep into. But for to to make a long story short, 
um, Democrats, the, the modern Democratic Party, mm-hmm. um, not the historical Democratic Party, they have seemed to be the party that fights more for civil rights, right. um, fights more for racial justice. And mm-hmm. with black people having the experience in this country of, of being oppressed and being discriminated against, um, they swung towards the, the Democratic, the modern Democratic Party. Right. Um, also, w- when you think about a people who who's being oppressed and, and they're, they're generally in poverty. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, Democrat Party is, is more of a, a party that supports social safety nets. Right. Uh, um, welfare programs. And so w- when you're coming out of the, the Depression and you see FDR um, come up with a lot of these um, safety net programs mm-hmm. um, in, in the New Deal. And then black people started to drift more towards um, the Democrat Party. Okay, that makes sense. That's yeah. good. Yeah. So, I mean, so this is obviously an issue. Obviously, has the potential to divide Christians. Yes. So, why do churches striving for racial diversity need to address this? I mean, what? Why is it so significant that that? I mean, maybe we could just say, eh, that's that's politics. We're just going to keep politics out of the church. Yes. Why why do we need to actually uh, address this in the church? Yeah, I think the church needs to address it because our people are going to address it one way or the other. That's good. Um, we, we can either bring the, the word of God to bear on it, or we can we can allow our people to be discipled by political parties, which seems to be the case uh, in our culture mm-hmm. um, right now. Is that our people are being discipled more by their parties and by whatever cable news network that they are watching right. instead of being discipled by us because we have taken the position that uh, we, we don't want to necessarily address it because it can possibly be uh, a landmine and, mm. and do damage. But I, I think it's important for us to address it because um, w- what we see is a, a tendency for our people to – uh, end up making their parties and their uh, political ideologies their their idol. Mm. And so how have you seen that uh, maybe in the last four years? Yeah, I mean, I think specifically, you know, when uh, in 2016, when it, when the vote was um, between Clinton and Trump, there, there were a lot of folks who were struggling, a lot of what I would consider white evangelicals who were struggling with, uh, do I want to support Trump? Do I, you know, I want to do this. And uh, many were, you know, making the lesser of two evil arguments, and we don't want Clinton, so really we're just trying to prevent Clinton, and so we're just going to vote Trump. And 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 in one sense, I, that made sense, right? I, I got right. that. I didn't agree with Trump. I didn't agree with, you know, whatever. And so and so yet there were all these Christians who were kind of voting any. It's like, like we're, we're going to vote for him anyway, right? He's yes. a Republican. We're going to vote for him. And yet what I've seen in the last four years is it's almost like there's this unease with how people voted yes that causes them to want to justify their vote for trump and so even when trump does something that's just obviously wrong when he says something that's obviously wrong there's like the, they're they're quick to defend they're, they're yes. quick to say well yeah but this but this but this and it's like why why can't we just acknowledge i mean we we, we i mean people were saying from the beginning we're voting for the lesser of two evils 
And it's yet now, now it's like, no, 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 we've got to baptize all this evil. We've got yes. to make all this, you know, because we voted for this, <laughs> this evil, whatever, yeah. right? I mean, we, we voted for this, and so we've got to, we, and so I think that's been very, to me, that's been discouraging. Um, I, I, I don't understand why you can't continue to say, hey, I voted for this person, and this was, you know, this was my vote because I didn't want the other person, and this was the best thing I thought I could do. Um, but that doesn't mean that I don't recognize that he's got serious flaws. Yeah. Right? He's got serious, uh, he makes decisions that I seriously disagree with. Right. So I, to me, that's been, and I'm wondering, again, going back to this whole, like, are you listening more to your political party, or are you listening to the Word of God yes. and to what, what, what is right, what is wrong, right? So yeah. how have you seen that, Kenny? Yeah, we end up justifying um, sin. And if we get able right. to justify sin in others, then we're, we can be more likely to justify it in ourselves. What, what I see black Christians uh, in, in the last four years saying, uh, hey, 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 white evangelicals, why are you justifying the sins of Trump? And, and what I try to make them see is that you were doing that with Obama as well. Right. Like you were trying to justify your vote um, for Obama. Uh, while Obama may not have had the the character issues that we mm-hmm. may see in our in our current president, President Trump, um, he did have some policy um, issues that right, were that were wrong, completely unbiblical. Yes, and so and so when you bring up things like um, uh, biblical marriage and how he kind of um, went away from biblical marriage with same sex marriage and, and and issues of life like abortion, yes, and and how he was supportive of abortion rights. And and what I saw from from black Christians were trying to find ways to justify his positions in, that are completely unbiblical, mm. no matter how you slice it, trying to justify those positions because they voted for him or right. because they supported him. Mm. And and what I was trying to get across during that time and what what we're trying to get across now is that hey, you you can vote for these people. Mm. Uh, but you you can't justify things that are against the word of God. Right. You can't you can't allow these politicians or these parties become become idols to where now you are you are going against the word of God, mm. um, so that you can justify your vote or justify the person that you you voted for. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. good. All right. So let's let's kind of get down to the meat of it. What what would you say now? <laughs> probably some people listening to this have already voted and yes. so and so we, we we know that we recognize that but what what do you just think in general what are, what are some as Christians what are some what are some general principles for voting right and so and so we're talking about how we have large groups of of people based upon race and and based on based upon that identity how mm. they are voting for uh certain candidates and so one one general principle I would say is that we should vote with the proper identity. Yes. Um, not vote with the identity that I'm black or mm-hmm. this is the way my my family votes, so I'm going to vote this way, mm-hmm. or like this is the way my culture votes, um, so I'm going to vote this way. We we vote as believers in Christ, right? Not not based upon the fact that I'm I'm African American or I'm white. Mm-hmm. Um, we vote based upon being being believers and Christians. What would, what would you add to that, brother? Yeah, I, I think, you know, just generally, I, you know, you could say, you know, you want to vote with uh, wisdom from God. Yes. Uh, and, and again, that kind of goes back to the, you know, that those two kind of go, go hand in hand. I mean, we, we want to be citizens of this earthly kingdom, but we don't want to lose sight of the fact that we are citizens of God's kingdom, 
right? Amen. And so we want to be faithful citizens of both. I mean, I think it's important for us to be a faithful citizen, even of America, by voting and doing those things. But we we don't want to lose sight of you know being being a faithful citizen of God's kingdom, and really, um, you, you're just asking Him for wisdom, right? Uh, instead of surfing the web or reading all the articles or doing all the stuff, we're going to recommend articles later. But uh, <laughs> but but it's good to I mean it's good to just pray, Lord, help me, give me wisdom, help me, you know, uh, help me understand, help me help me listen. And so I, I think praying for praying for godly wisdom is is important. Important, and I think that keeps you humble. Yes, it's probably something we lack in our right. voting. Is we, you know, I'm I'm going to vote for this person, and I'm right, and you're wrong for not voting for this person. Uh, and so I think um, maybe vote voting with humility might be one. I would I would add, and and, and I, again, I think voting uh, voting with wisdom will wisdom from God will bring that. So absolutely, so that's one. What else would you add? I would say that we we need to remember that voting is a matter of conscience. Yeah. Like we should not vote in a way that would violate our our conscience. Yes. So if you feel like you can't vote for a person based upon um, some character flaw or some policy flaw, then understand that you are doing what is right um, by God. Yes. Um, what, whichever way you vote, you don't want to violate your conscience. Or if you decide that you don't want to vote because you mm. feel like any vote is going to violate your conscience, right? Then you should um, not vote. Yes, and and, and not um, kind of even don't don't worry about what other people are going to think about you because mm. um, you didn't vote or because you didn't vote a, a certain way, and that, that kind of brings into mind uh, Romans 14, the, the idea that whether you eat meat or don't eat meat, that mm-hmm. that is a matter of of conscience. And, and, mm-hmm. and verse 22 of Romans 14, it says, the faith that you have, keep between yourself and God. Mm-hmm. Blessed is the one who has no reason to pass judgment on himself or what he approves. But whoever has doubts is condemned if he eats, yep. because the eating is not from faith. For whatever does not pro- proceed from faith is sin. Hmm. So if you have any doubts in regards to um, who you vote for, or you have any doubts as to what you are doing, it's not from 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 faith. And right. if it's not from faith, as this word tells us, it is sin. So hmm. we want to make sure that we are able to to vote in a way to where it does not violate our conscience. Right. And and again, I, I think it's good to say, going back to that issue of not. Um, trying to baptize your, you know, your candidate, you, you can vote, not violate your conscience, and still disagree with certain yes. actions of the person that's elected. Right. I mean that that that's that's okay. It doesn't it doesn't mean that you know Romans is not saying there, you got to have faith that everything he does is right. Oh, like, absolutely not. <laughs> like no, <laughs> right. no, 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 no. Right. Like we're humans, and uh, you, you know, we're going to make mistakes, and so, and we're going to do wrong things, and there's going to be sin, and there's going to be poor decisions, and 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 leaders are going to they're going to sin, they're going to make wrong decisions, and so we need to be able to say, hey, that that's a wrong decision, you know, yes. whether you voted for that person or, or or didn't vote for that person. So I, I think that's. Um, I think that's good. What else? Uh, so vote, voting your conscience. I, I think something we should maybe say here, and uh, I, I think I think it's okay to say I, I can't. At this point, I'll just be open and honest, right? 
my conscience does not allow me to vote for either of the major parties at this point. Yes. Um, right. And now that I may would, change. I would fall in the same boat. That, that hasn't been true in the past, you know. Um, and and in one sense, I hope and pray that it's not true in the future. Yes. But but at this point, I I can't I can't in good conscience vote for either either major party candidate. Right. Um. And so I'm I'm going to vote third party. Right. And now the whole idea, well, you're throwing away your vote, and and there's great arguments and really really good stuff. Um, for why that's not the case. But but for me, a big part of it is is that I'm not going to violate my conscience. Yes. In order to try to vote for a party. Um, I, I would much rather say, no, I, I think it's right for me to vote in this. I'm, I'm going to go in this direction. And so, um, again, I understand the arguments against that. I, I get I get that. Well, you're going to just help the other party. You're going to help this, you know, and, and, and I, I've, I've heard those arguments. But I but I but I think the whole uh, not violating your conscience is an important principle. Yes. Um, in when it comes to. Like ultimately, that. we we are accountable to God. Yeah, um, that's right. Not not to man, and so we we want to make sure that you know we we keep that in mind as we vote or not vote. Yeah, that we are accountable to God. Um, what what would be the the kind of last thing that we have as a, a general principle? Uh, well, for I think voting? I think we both would agree that you instead of voting with yourself in mind and just voting what I want preference. You need you need to vote with others in mind. Yes. Right. Uh, the Philippians two passage says we want to count count others as more important, more significant. Yes. Than ourselves. I mean that was that was what Jesus did for us. That was what Jesus modeled. You mean for that us. doesn't stop when I'm when I'm voting. <laughs> That's like, I yes, can't separate. No. No. <laughs> I can't right? separate that. It's the sacred and the secular. No, we're trying not to do that. We're trying yes. not to do that. Right. Um. And I, and I think I I think it's a big. I mean I do think there is a big point. Like if your if your main reason for voting is financial. Yes. You need to be careful there, right? Because because something that financially benefits you might not financially benefit others. Absolutely. And so you need you need to be you need to question that. Is this is this the right move? Is this the right you know is that the right thing to do? Again, that's part of the reason why the the um I, I kind of became a single issue voter is because I'm like uh, no you know unborn unborn children can't vote. Yes. But I can vote to protect them. Right. And and so that was that was one of those, you know, for, for me, one of those kind of standard things. I I'm not ever going to vote for a candidate who's not pro-life like that's. Yeah, I'm just not going to do that. Um, So I, I but but again, that we have to be careful there. There are I mean, we want to take in as many issues as we possibly can. Right? Yes. And, and understand what's happening. And and um. so, yeah, I think I think it's important to really count others is more significant than ourselves. Would you add to that? I would add to that 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 is going to require you to do some to to ask God for wisdom sure. and, and to really seek knowledge as to um, the consequences of some of the things that we vote for. Mm. Like we're voting for a president, yes and true, right? And and mm-hmm. and that seems to be the the thing that gets the most attention. But but in in many cases you're going to have different um amendments that may come up uh, for mm-hmm. vote and, and yes. other propositions that come up for vote that mm-hmm. you really have to educate yourself on because it, it may seem to, to have a certain benefit. Well, it may benefit you, but it may not benefit a whole other group of people. Right. And so if we're, if we're going to vote with that principle in mind that we are not going to do anything out of, out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, as Philippians 2 says, 
uh, but we're going to consider others better than ourselves, then we have to really um, be knowledgeable about how other people even view right. uh, the things that we are voting on. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, I, I think that's. I think that's important, and I, I think it's good and it's right to to think through that. It's a. It, and, it, and it's hard. It's hard to have that kind of mindset. I mean, that is. Um, it's hard know. to even know where where to find out. You yeah. know, it can be the, difficult. the truth and. Mm-hmm. and well, we're, we're people who believe that the truth is actually out there. It's, it's attainable. Mm. Like, like mm. We, we see in our culture that we, we act like that the, we don't know what's true. Like we, God has given us discernment. Mm. He's given us his spirit. And, yeah. and we believe that in, in absolute truth. So it may be hard to, to, to find out what's true, but yeah. we can attain the truth. And so uh, sometimes it's going to require you to take some time. And to listen to things that you're not used to listening yeah, to, yeah, and and having conversations with people that are different than you, yeah. But we we should um, seek that knowledge and and seek that wisdom from God. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a curveball in on you because yes. I'm curious. We we talked about this a little bit, but we've both just admitted that we're probably not going to vote for either of the major parties. So as black Christian brother, yes. If the Democrats came to you and said, Kenny, what do we need to do to get your vote? Right. What would you say? Say, first and foremost, you you need to have a pro-life ethic that is from the womb to the tomb. Okay. So the, right. the, they got to change the platform on. Have to change a yeah. platform on that. And, and, and do it in a way to where, and, and I think this is where, well, you asked me about Democrats, so I'm going to stick with there. Do it in a way that's still compassionate to the to the women who who are Absolutely. making that difficult decision yes. uh, about whether or not to um, abort their baby. Hmm. Um, but they, they definitely need to, to change their, their pro-life ethic. Um, also, um, their marriage ethic. I, I, right. I think they need to uh, adjust the way. I mean, it's, it's just not biblical. Right. Um, the Bible is a, a, a man, one man, one woman. Okay. Right. Until yep. death. Absolutely. Or, or, yeah. or until Christ comes. So um, they, they would have to change um, that point of view as well. And those are the two big ones that right. I would say need to be changed. So well, let's flip that, the script. Let's flip the script on you. Like, right. Well, what would the Republicans need to do? Um, yeah. Or is it just the person? Or yeah, does, does the party need to right. change their platform? Well, that would, I mean, the the person is, is significant. I mean, that would be one. That would be the point number one, right? Yes. I, I, want, a, I want somebody who I actually, I actually has, has evidenced, has lived out the beliefs of the party. Right. You know, somebody who I, I don't think is maybe just saying certain things to try to get my vote. Right? Yes. To align, to, to align themselves with the party when it's been pretty clear that through their lifestyle that they're they're maybe not, you know. So I, th- right. I think that was that was an issue. Um, I, I want somebody who's presidential. I want I want somebody who um, maybe doesn't have a Twitter account. I I, I don't yeah. know. I'm just just throwing some things out there. <laughs> I, I, I think, um, but I, I do I do think those things are important and significant. And and so that that would be one thing. Yes, I mean it does it does matter the person that you put forward. I think another one that that really this whole these last few elections has really opened my eyes to is the need for uh, the Republican Party to say loudly and clearly, we support minorities. Yeah. 
We're going to fight for minorities. Right. Even if you say we're going to fight for welfare reform, which I think it, I think there needs to be welfare reform. Yes. But but let's be clear about what that's going to mean, what that's going to look like. Right. Not just hey, we're going to take all the money away. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? Like what what's the plan? You know. Um, and so I I think I think those things like I and really to be honest, I'm I don't understand why they why they wouldn't. I, I've, right. I've never met a Republican who would say we hate black people. Yeah. We don't really care about black people, right? right? I mean, obviously they would never say that. It's not in their it's not in their platform. Right. We're going to try to fight for white people and we're going to try to keep oppressing black people. Like mm-hmm. that's not in their party platform. And yet rightly or wrongly that's been that that has that's been a talking perception. point. Yeah. yeah, that's been the perception. And so why would you not fight against that? Why would you yes. not work hard? You know, to right. I mean that was my real disappointment in, you know, with the debates is when, you know, Donald Trump was clearly given this kind of softball question, do you, you know, do you support white supremacy? And he fumbled around and, and you know, and, right. and kind of messed it up. I'm like, <laughs> that's not hard, man. That's right. not a hard question, you know? And so um Bad. so again, I, I think there, there needs to be clarity on that. They, they need to fight for that. Um, I, because here's what I believe. I mean, pro-lifers, white evangelicals, are pro-life womb to tomb. They're, yes. they're not. They're this care, this kind of this um, characteristic that's been put out that all you guys care about is you know babies in the womb and then they get born and you don't care about them. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think that's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I don't think white. I mean, I don't. Right. We're we're fighting hard yes. to do all that we can to. Uh, to help, and so I think I think the party as a whole needs to figure out how do we how do we correct that? Yes. How do we make it plain? You know, and and granted, I'm sure if we had some of them here with us today, they would say, "Well, we've done this, and we you know we've tried to do that." But for whatever reason, that perception of not supporting minorities continues to hang around. Yes. And so I think it right. there needs to do a lot of work to fight fight for fight against that. Um, as you send in your emails um, criticizing us or your messages, uh, we'll do we'll do an episode about pro life from womb to tomb. Uh, yeah, that'd be good. So yeah, we'll we'll make sure we get an episode in. So um, you can send us your ideas, but just let us know. We will address it in in more detail. Uh, right. <laughs> right. Yes. 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 So, okay. Yeah. Moving. Moving. Moving on. Right. Sorry, yeah. I, I got us off track there. Oh, so. that's good. That's good. It's good stuff. Yeah. So how do we how do we protect diversity and fellowship despite our voting differences? Because here's the thing, right? Probably many of us has voted at some point in the near future. Who knows when we're gonna we're gonna have it. One of the candidates is gonna get elected. Yes. So what do we do then? What do we? Yeah. What do we do on November fourth? That's the yeah, thing. Yeah. Like after this election, we're not going to know who the president is. Um, are we just going to look at each other and just hate each other? You know, right. quietly, That's or right. we're going to yeah. divide, or we're going to actually mm-hmm. try to come together and, and focus on what we actually are supposed to be focused on as people of God. Uh, so, you know, one of our values is lead with grace, uh, and so I would say that that is really kind of the overarching theme that yes. that we would say is that we definitely need to lead with grace with one another. And what and some of the ways you can do that, the, the first way would be like if your candidate wins, like mm. don't don't be a sore winner. Like, yeah, that's like right. don't be a, don't just go around gloating and, and mm-hmm. um, like really de- demeaning other people mm-hmm. who, who candidate lost. Like yep. actually listen to the concerns of your brothers and sisters who who voted a, a different way. Right. Um, and, and just. Like really empathize with them in a sense. Like hmm. you don't necessarily have to agree with what they're saying, but it, right. but at least listen to the concerns that they have because, like, 
like just be honest like <laughs> yeah like they, there are some legitimate concerns with both yes with with both candidates in both parties so just be willing to listen to, to the concerns of others and and not just um view them as enemies in a right. war yeah uh, we know who the enemy is yeah, and, that's and right. so don't make your your brother and sister in Christ the enemy. What else would you add with that? Well, and I I think that leads to I mean we need to you need to avoid slandering. Yeah, right. Well, you you voted for the Democratic person because you're pro-abortion. Well, I mean that that may not be true of a right. lot of a, a lot of folks who voted. You know, um, or you know you you voted you voted for Trump because and you're racist. You know, right. you don't you don't care about minorities. Well, that may not be true. You, right. You know, and so. I think I think trying to hurl those kind of accusations or those here, here's your motivation instead, right? Ask the question, right? You know, Why if, did if you somebody, vote for this Yeah, person? if somebody actually wants to sit. I mean, a lot of people don't want to talk about who they voted for, and that's fine. But if somebody does want to have a conversation with you about that, listen to it. Yeah, you know, tell, you know, help me understand. Help me understand why uh, you voted for this person. And so I, I think it's so important. Um, to do that what what else would you what else would you want to do there i would say yeah even, even alone that avoid slandering like if trump gets elected or biden gets elected and they immediately do something stupid like yes. that avoid slandering uh carries over throughout their time in office that's like, right well you voted for this person and they did something that was racist or, or you voted for that person and and they expanded abortion rights right and, and so this is what you this is what you stand for like right. no that is not what i stand for like you you right. really need to avoid slandering don't, don't give credit to somebody that they wouldn't take for themselves mm-hmm. like you, you say they're for abortion and they wouldn't say it then right then you're you're slandering them right uh, and they may be deceived and that kind of goes to the next thing it's like yes even if they hold a view that is like um pro-abortion or hold a view that is um racist mm. um, maybe that's a opportunity to disciple instead of demonize and what i mean is is that we, we seem to have this idea that if people vote a certain way that they're not Christian. Yeah. Right. That they mm-hmm. that, that they're actually evil and that they need to be converted. That may not be the case. Um, mm. We we know that there are stages in, in our Christian walk That's that, right. that we are all being sanctified. And so mm. the person may have a unbiblical viewpoint because they just haven't been discipled properly. Yep. And so. Um, the way you disciple is not by um, lecturing and beating people across the head with That's it. Right. You, you teach with all patience. That's right. And so um, don't don't just uh, assume that they are unconverted because they hold a, a viewpoint that is different. Not not a viewpoint that is different, but a viewpoint that is clearly unbiblical, yes. like um, mm-hmm. pro-abortion and, and same-sex marriage or just being racist. Yeah. Right. Those are clearly unbiblical viewpoints, and we, we have to be sure that we are not demonizing people and that we are seeking to disciple them instead of saying that they are unconverted. What would be something else that you would say? Yeah, I mean, I think the big one, you know, we've been preaching through the book of Daniel here at the church, and, you know, the large one is, you know, we want to remain focused on God's kingdom, Amen. right? The, the Lord's going to raise up presidents and, you know, put down presidents and raise up another president another president. He, he's raising up kingdoms and putting down kingdoms in the book of Daniel, and so we see that. And I think it's so important. I, I love the book of Acts in that this picture of the church in the book of Acts where we're you know they're preaching the gospel and the Pentecost. The the Lord adds three thousand, and then different different issues come up. Right, right. People are withholding money and uh, they die. You know, there's persecution. Um, all these kind of different things come up, and yet at the end of the, it's almost like at, at the end of every chapter, they, they they deal with the problem, they deal with the issue, and then they get back to preaching the gospel. I mean, they they get back to working for the kingdom, and so I think that's what the church has to do. Right, we're going to vote. Uh, yes. A president's going to be elected, 
and we've done our part, and we're going to love each other, and we're going to keep preaching the gospel. We're going to, we're going to focus on the kingdom, right? We're not going to let that pull us pull us away from kingdom work. So I, I think that's I think that's critical. Yes. All right, Kenny. What's our diversity resource for today? All right, we got a lot of resources because we covered so much information. We just <laughs> couldn't uh, choose one one resource today. So the first resource deals with kind of the history of voting between black Christians and white Christians. Yes. And so it's a video um, from Phil Vischer, uh, Why Do White Christians Vote Republican and Black Christians Vote Democrat? And it's a very good um, uh, kind of synopsis on why uh, there's a, such a difference between how uh, the ethnic groups vote. Um, second resource would be uh, articles from John and Piper and, and Wayne Grudem. Um, Piper wrote an article about uh, how he views voting, and 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 Wayne Grudem wrote a uh, kind of a rebuttal as to how he would view it. Uh, the, the important thing about these articles is that they recognize that even though they hold these differences, that they are still brothers in Christ. That's a real. And strength. so that's that's yeah. a big takeaway from those articles. Now, mm-hmm. Marx also wrote a book um, titled it's "Actually a Little how, Book." It's kind of a booklet, like, right? a little yeah. booklet. So mm-hmm. you know, don't be afraid that I'm talking about actually a book. But <laughs> yeah. so the title of it is "How Can I Love Church Members with Different Politics." And that's kind of the idea of how, what do we do even after after the election comes? It's like we, we really do have to find a way to love one another as brothers and sisters in Christ. So, brother, crazy yes. question of the day. Crazy. Crazy question. question of the day. So let's say you, you run for president. You get elected. Yes. You know, the president has Could a whole bunch happen. of perks. Yes. President has a whole bunch of perks. So what is the first perk you're going to take advantage of? Let's say you get inaugurated mm-hmm. the night of the inauguration yes. or the the, mm-hmm. the the day after. What is the first perk you're going to take advantage of? Ribs. Ribs. The, right. The president yes. has like supposedly the, the, the greatest chefs of all whatever. Right. Greatest in the world. Right. They better bring me the best <laughs> rack of ribs. We have a rib have, cook-off in I the mean, White House kitchen. it's going to be right. ribs for days. Yes. For Let's days. see who can make the best ribs out of all you first-class chefs. I need people sending in ribs from different states. <laughs> all the state, everybody in the states, send me. We're going to solve the who's got the best ribs. Right. I'm going to solve that. You're, you're going to be on a White House lawn having a rib cook-off. That, right. well, that would be great. There right? we go. I'm going to solve that. So. What about you, brother? What would be the first perk that you would take advantage of? The president has access to all types of classified information, right? Yes, yes all types. Like, right. there's a, apparently a secret president book. We like, know this. I want, I want all yes. this. We know that that book exists because we've all seen National we've Treasure We've all seen two. National Treasure 2, right? Yes. And so we know and this book exists. I want that book, and I want all the classified information I can get my hands on. All of it. Area Area 51. I need, oh, I need yeah, to know right. about John Kennedy. I need yes. all. I mean, I'm Gonna, yes. That person is going to be running back and forth. If if it's not on a, on my computer, That's they're going to be running back and forth, handing right. me files because I am demanding all types of classified you, information. I mean, do you think there's like a big file room? Right? There's like a you I, I know because according should, to National right. Treasure too, it was just one little book that was hidden. One little book in the in the in the archives. I don't or think I don't think like, it can contain everything that I probably okay, want to know. It's bigger than so that. So I'm just going right. to be sitting around for hours, like probably hours. probably on the couch in the White House and just reading. Maybe eating some ribs. Right. I'm not going to even change policy. I'm just going to be reading, <laughs> <laughs> reading. People are like, where stuff. is the president? Right. He hasn't made any appearance he, for weeks. Like he's just a nerd. He's just sitting up here reading he's all this classified information. All the stuff. Right. That's great. Good stuff. Well, the good news is, Kenny, I don't think either of us ever have to worry about that actually happening. Although you did say right. at one point you did a have a plan for I was running. supposed to be running this year. 
I would have voted Back for you, man. School, I would have right? totally voted. Yeah. Here it is. You heard it first, guys. Kenny King 2024. There we go. Kenny King 2024. Hey, guys, thanks for listening. Hope that was helpful, and uh, we will talk to you next week. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.